Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks and, and the subject of joy. We're continuing on. We're, we're actually talking today out of the book of Philippians. And uh, when you're in the book of Philippians, you find that it's a prison epistle. So essentially, Paul's in prison here. And, uh, and, and we want to, this is going to seem, uh, I think, like a great opportunity for all of us to look at the book of Philippians and see God's grace and see God's joy that's instilled upon people. And I think that's pretty significant. As always, I'm honored to have Stephanie Wesco with us. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing, you know, just amazing. And, uh, uh, and as she continues on with her answers there and uh, doing just amazing is a wonderful thing. So I want to look, folks, I want to talk about verses number one through eight. Uh, and we're talking about this prisoner. So can you imagine? Now, I've never been in prison. Have you ever been in prison, Stephanie? No. Okay, so just so you know, uh, we maybe have relatives who've been in prison, but we've never <laughs> been in prison. So as we look at this, probably most of you listening That's to horrible. us. horrible. What, what do you mean? <laughs> we may have relatives that have been in prison, but we've never been in prison. you got to admit, you got some weird relatives, man. I'm just being up front with you. i got some weird yeah. ones. Everybody has that weird person, yep. you know? And, uh, and then we combined our weirdness. Yeah. And My mother used to say everybody has that weird uncle and we, when he comes around, hide the kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, mom was a wonderful lady and just last week we... Uh, celebrated her birthday without her, but uh, she's up in heaven. Mm. She's celebrating her birthdays in heaven. So we're in Philippians 1 through 8. And hide, hide the kids, praise God. Philippians chapter number 1, verses number 1 through Every once in a while when we talk about joy, we find great joy, uh, even just talking about joy. Uh, but thinking here, Paul's in prison. And you know, folks, uh, times aren't good. Back then you would have to People would have to bring you food, Stephanie, is what I read in mm -hmm. Baptist history. They didn't feed you. There wasn't three square. Uh, there was no TVs, no air conditioning, no game room, no ping pong tables. You were chained to a guard. And uh, can you imagine being chained to the Apostle Paul? I mean, you're going to get saved if you're yeah. chained to, to the Apostle Paul. You're going to get right with God, man. There's no way around that. <clears throat> and here we are, and Paul's uh, uh, inspired uh, by God the inspired, preserved word of God. He's is writing for God. And it tells us in verse number one of the book of Philippians in chapter number one, it says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints of Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Now I want to point out that Stephanie's at an advantage over here because she has memorized. Have you memorized the entire book of Philippians, Stephanie? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> See, you know, that's uh, that's some pretty good stuff right there. I, I memorized John 3.16. But anyway, here we are, verse 2. And it says, grace be unto you. Now, when you write a letter, folks, and it includes something like grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, you're pretty right with God. Saying that to somebody, what an excellent thing to say to somebody. Mm -hmm. 
And then to make these, to say these words, Stephanie, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. You know what, folks? It doesn't matter what state we're in. It doesn't matter what we've been through. And by state, I mean our brains or trials or tribulations. Uh, it doesn't matter that. We, we can still be kind. We can still tell people, I thank God thinking of you. And uh, verse number four, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. You know, fellowship, it, you know what that word actually means is that that word actually means that intimacy. <clears throat> God wants us to be intimate with our brothers and sisters in Christ, not in the worldly term of intimate, but to have that relationship where we know each other, where we pray for each other where we love each other, where we care about one another. And that's what God's work is talking about there is to have that intimate relationship. And, and by the way, Stephanie, I think you only find that, infinite, uh, that intimate relationship uh, with God. And through God, you only find that in brethren. Uh, don't you agree with that? Well, yeah, and brethren that are... You know, as, as we get closer to the Lord, we get closer to each other. So it's it's other brethren who are in tune with the Lord and seeking to have an intimate relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Those will become the ones that you have an intimate relationship with. You're right about that. So your fellowship in the gospel from the first day in that, until now in verse number six, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, those words are saying a lot, Stephanie. I know we'll get into them a little bit here. Uh, but the confidence that you can have that whatever trial you're going through, if you're in jail, if, if you're hooked to somebody up, if you're handcuffed and shackled, and, and, and folks, I've been saying this now for four or five podcasts. God has put this on my heart. And I know maybe I, I've said it too much. I apologize for that. But we suffer for Christ. Uh, you know, there's a price. There's a cost with serving Christ. And I'm glad to pay that cost. He died on the cross for our sins. And, and then in verse number seven, it says, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have in you my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in defense and in confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. What a wonderful thing to say, somebody. You guys are praying for me. You guys are making a difference for me. You guys are checking on me. You guys are feeding me. You guys are taking care of me. And you know what? You're partakers in this. And you know what? As a missionary, Stephanie, I think you as a missionary, me as a missionary, we know uh, all, all too well that we're fellow partakers in the gospel with these people who pray for us, love us, support us, and I make do. a difference for us. We know that. We feel that. We I sense do. that. And then verse number eight, the one I want to end with here, it says, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Now, what a sentence that is, Stephanie, in the bowels, in the bad places. Mm -hmm but I long for you. So I want to talk here. I want to kind of look at each verse and, and get some Stephanie feedback on it. We're going to do that over the next 10 minutes or so. But, but right up front, he, he's telling us what's going on and that they're servants to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are there in Philippi. But then in that second verse, Stephanie, is what I want to start with there. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we do that? How do we have ourselves in a position where we say, grace be unto you and peace? How do we do that? I think that can only happen as we are walking with God because we can't be in a place 
to give a blessing from the Lord to someone else unless we're in tune with the Lord and being his instrument. You know, unless we're surrendered, a surrendered vessel to be used in his hand to convey that grace and that peace. And um, if we're not right with God, if we're not in a real position where we have humbled ourselves before the Lord and have become the living sacrifice he wants us to be, we won't have God's grace in our life to Mm. convey to someone else. And that's a powerful blessing um, to give someone of, you know, I'm praying God's grace and peace would be on you. Because those are two things that are so supernatural and so much a precious gift straight from the Lord to us as his people. And I think it's also powerful to point out this book was written to the church in Philippi where where Charles, (laughs) I'm not sure why Charles just came out there, where Paul and Silas had been, um, you know, they had gone there to minister and then they, you know, were brought before the council and were beaten and put in the prison with the stocks. And they keep going back. Yes. And then God, I mean, look at a situation where God took that trial and turned it into a triumph as a beautiful church was formed there because of all of that. And, and you know what? And, and there are some. And there are some that would say, what? This guy's an idiot. What is it? He's not serving God. He's going to get himself there in trouble. He's leading people to the Lord, Stephanie. God's using him to write the inspired word of God. And and, and friends, be slow to point towards somebody and say, why in the world would they go to that mission field? Or why in the world would they go to that neighborhood? God uses people everywhere. And God needs people. He sends us. He, he sends us. And then we get to verse number three, and it says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And uh, how does that make you feel? Once I, now, hang on a minute. I wanted to, I made a note in the margin of my Bible, and I wanted to say this. You know that word grace means that war is impossible. You know, I wrote that down years ago, but that's what it means there, that war is impossible. So when he's greeting them, when he's saying grace be to you, and then he's saying peace, peace means war's over. What a way to greet these people. He's saying, listen, I've got no argument with you. And, and, and we know that there were some women in the church arguing. There was some strange stuff going on that we find in the Bible from Philippi. But, but Paul's starting out right from the beginning. He's saying, grace be unto you. It's impossible for us to have war. We serve God. He's our leader. We're going to get over our pettiness and our stupidness. Mm-hmm. And then he says, peace, the war's over. We're all right. But then, Stephanie, we get to that point where he says, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. How does that make you feel? How do, how do we do that? How do we thank God for people? I think as we, you know, that thank, being thankful is supposed to be one of our characteristics. It's literally supposed to just be a part of our very being. Yeah. And um, I know for, for the children and me, when we think of those, um, who God has used, different churches that God has used to, to um, answer prayers, to meet our needs, to um, encourage us on days that no one could have possibly known when you get a card or an email saying we're praying for you, but God knew. And he uses churches or individuals in supporting churches to just say, hey, I'm praying for you. Our church, we're having a prayer meeting. We have one supporting church, and once in a while I hear from them or we're having a prayer meeting tonight for our missionaries. And those t- those things, those times, you talk about giving thanks for someone, those are the times that make me just say, Lord, I don't even know how to thank you for giving us 
the gift of a, I, I, we call it our missions family, a family that just loves us and supports us and we know is lifting us before the throne of grace. God forbid that we wouldn't be thankful, that we wouldn't every time we think of them. Yeah. Praise and thank God for, thank for God. who they are. Yeah. Yeah, just taking that time to remember people and tell them you remembered them. Tell yeah. them, uh, you know, you're, uh, there's a brother, and, and I'll say his name's probably listening to this podcast. His name is Rodney Myers. He runs a mission agency called Gospel Further and Fellowship. Uh, but every time I see him, he always runs up to me and said, I'm so encouraged to see you here. It's so mm. good. To, you know, that helps me. And and then it says in, in verse number four, Stephanie, it's saying, always in every prayer of mine for you are all making requests with joy. And it's like, Stephanie, I've been had a couple of health trials as of late and we're, we're getting the better of them and we're getting over them and God is doing a work. And, and Stephanie's had some muscular problems, just to be honest with you guys, from working with Charles there in the car and stuff. She's been dealing with some muscular injuries that, that God, I think, is finally bringing her to a point of getting help with. And just to know, when I hang up the phone and Stephanie says, hey, we all prayed for you and Debbie tonight. We prayed for what's going on with you. And, and to have one of the kids say, how's Aunt Debbie? And how are you doing when we're on the phone? And boy, that makes a difference. And to, to include people in prayer. And then back to that intimacy, back to that fellowship, Stephanie. It says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Wow. What does that say to a missionary? I mean, what what does that say to you when you go to a church and they say, I remember when you and Charles came here and our family uh, has been praying for you, we're praying for you in the new ministry. What does that mean? It gives us a bond. It gives us a connection that surpasses blood connections, that passes, you know, surpasses all of those things because that's what makes us one body is that is that fellowship in the gospel and um you know there's i've learned i learned so much going through deputation and going to the mission field of um just the incredible gift supporting churches are yeah or supporting individuals um i don't want to leave out individuals that that have supported us either um, yeah yeah or people that after charles died i mean honestly there are so many times when we are having devotions, when I still thank the Lord for each one who sacrificed um, and gave to help our family after Charles died, whether it was through um, monetary or through actual things that we needed, you know, things because we had to start from scratch, firstly start from scratch for, for um, how, you know, putting a household together. And um, I will always be incredibly indebted to people who chose to be a part of that fellowship, who yeah. chose to be a part of that bond. And um, yeah, yeah just, it's it's something so incredibly special. Just to be part of that. Just to be part of that. And uh, uh, that's a wonderful thing. And then verse 7, it says, Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in defense, in the confirmation of the gospel, ye are partakers, ye all, the, the, uh, the Apostle Paul had a, a southern accent there, ye all are partakers of my grace. There's so much being said there. He's saying, listen, you're in my heart. Uh, even in my bonds, you're in my heart. 
and you're partakers of, of this thing. Can you imagine being a partaker of the Lord using your missionary, uh, the Apostle Paul, to write scripture, to lead people to the Lord, to see things? And How do you describe something like that? I think there's, I think the verse is just, like you said, there is so much here, but where Paul's like, you know, it, it makes sense. It's necessary that I have you in my heart because yeah. you've been partaker in my bonds. You've been, in other words, this church at Philippi, yeah. they were invested in Paul. He yeah. wasn't just someone they, they knew of or whatever. They had invested in him in prayer and in love. There was a close relationship here. Yeah. And they were involved in the giving out of the gospel. And that last phrase, I, I, it always just makes me go, wow, it says, y'all are partakers of my grace. And literally, it was almost like because of how much they were invested in him as their missionary, the one that they loved, the one who they were praying for as he went out with the gospel. Yeah. God was giving them a special grace. Oh, my. I mean, it's just a powerful thing. They were literally partakers. It was They were a part of this process that maybe not every church was, but because they had invested themselves so wholly into that ministry that Paul had, even in prison. You know, he says they were involved in it. They were involved in his bonds. They were involved in this whole thing. And that's hitting the nail. And because of that, they were partakers of the grace. And that's hitting the nail right on the head because... Uh, there's people listening to us right now, Stephanie, that are in bonds over their trials and they're saying, how can I do something? This verse is saying, even in my bonds, he could care less, Stephanie, about his chains. He could mm-hmm. care less that he was in jail. He still had him in that heart. He he still was telling him, you're part of the grace. There's, there's still ministry going on. I know I'm in bonds. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm handcuffed and shackled. I, I know I'm hooked to somebody else. But even in the midst of that, even in the midst of that, uh, there's a confirmation of the gospel and you're partakers of my grace. And, and uh, I'm blown away from that. You're in my heart. And I could sit here and think about the chains and how I'm illegally put here and how everything's wrong and how my life is upside down and all that. But you know what? There's a cost in serving God. And I'm just going to do it. You know, there's been fear in my heart sometimes, Stephanie. And, and man, I say, man, I don't want to do this. You know, there's fear in my heart. And Paul's saying, even in my bonds. And then this last verse, and we'll wrap up with this. And we decided to do one through eight today. And But if you look at this verse, for God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Christ. And he's saying, you know, he's pointing to God. He's saying, God is my record. You know, the devil's not going to have dominion over me. I serve God. Uh you know, I I mean, this is a metaphor for bowels. Of, he's in a bad place. But he says, you know what? I'm still going to serve God. I'm separated from my people, but you're still in my heart. You're still where you need to be. And I'm longing for you. From this bad place, I'm longing for when we can all be together again. Stephanie, thinking of that, what comes to your mind? Well, I think of um, different times. There was a couple different churches on deputation that we were able to go back you know, we were there initially, and then we would go back. And um, there's been church, you know, one or two supporting churches, um, hoping to get to a couple more this year. But churches that, you know, we were at during deputation, and we've been back to since Charles died. And because they 
were part of our family, our missions family, there was that special there was that special bond, so being with them was special. And I think that's what Paul's saying here. Yeah, he, yeah. he longed to see them. He longed to be with them and fellowship with them and, and rejoice in all Jesus was to all of them. And there's a unity here that yeah. really sticks out to me that's yeah. so powerful. Because this church was unified with Paul in the mission of getting the gospel out, yeah. That God was being being glorified. God's grace was being poured out. His peace was being poured out because of the unity that was here in this work. That's right. And yeah. that's why they longed to be together. That's why they longed to serve the Lord together was because of that. And that's it right there. That's it right there. It's about, folks, it's, if we get anything out of this lesson, and as I close, it's all about our hearts. It's all about having a heart right with God. It's all about putting God in the right position and realizing that even a jail sentence is not worthy of giving up. That realizing even in your worst trials, there's joy. Even in your worst trials, God gives grace. And, and, and folks, I'm not picking on you. I'm right here learning with you. And uh, as we told you in the last podcast, we're, we're just like you guys. But man, and what God can do through us if we say we don't care about the bonds we don't care about the chains we don't care about these different things we're going to serve God listen it's an honor to be with you folks on this 89th podcast please know we're praying for you stop by and see us over there at Helpful Wounded Spirits drop us a, a PM maybe on our private Facebook accounts or right there on Helpful Wounded Spirits we sure do love you folks and are honored to serve may God bless you thank you Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.